You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the sixth episode of the ESO 2015 Dragon Con Con Report. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Dragon Con 2015 is less than 66 days away. That's two months. Wow. It's, it's not even a loud reaction. You're all just numb. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I, I was numb. in shock. I was just in shock. 66 days to the con? I don't know what to do with myself. I know what I have to do. I have to get a second job because I've got a credit card bill that already is insane with costume stuff. This is the Earth Station's one monthly special counting down to the 2015 show. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting, of course, with director Mike Faber. Hey guys, how are ya? Sixty six days. That's almost magical. <laughs> almost magical. Almost magical. <laughs> yeah. You know, sixty six days and God, I have to pay so much into my credit card bill to get into this hotel. I don't know. <laughs> well, yes, because you're staying at the Ritz. Well, yeah. I've got to, I've gotta look like a million dollar trooper. <laughs> Come let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks. <laughs> Also, once again, we are very pleased to have with us Darren Noel. Howdy, everybody. What's up? Howdy, sir. You seem so calm. I am. I'm numb. <laughs> it's, it's I am numb. medicating myself at this point. <laughs> and I, we have- I've got a lot of stuff to do and only two months to get it done. And, of course, everything seems to be falling apart. Oh, yes. <laughs> best, it's, it's, best laid plans of mice and cosplayers. So it, there you go. It's that time, right? It is that time. It's crunch time. And we have Mary Lou Who back with us. Welcome back, Mary. Thank you. How have you been? How have uh, how's the costumes been coming? Um, I am having a bit of a lighter year this year, so I've gotten a couple things done actually, which is good for me by this time. Um, but still plenty left to do. Sure, sure. Now, lighter lighter year, you said, is that by design initially, or is it just like, well, that's just not going to work? Um, I haven't had, like, a bunch of failures, thankfully, which has happened before. Um, it just has been a really busy year, you know, and I just had to kind of cut back a little, but, um, that's okay. I'm taking on a couple of bigger projects, so I don't need a whole lot of distraction. Awesome. I am definitely glad to have you back with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be back. And I'm very excited that we're going to be joined later on by Rain Glenn. She is the director of the Space Track at Dragon Con. Never talked to her before, so this is going to be quite exciting. It's one of those tracks that I don't think gets near enough attention. So we're going to do a little bit about that tonight. Um, Also, the regulars are here. Michelle Biddick-Simmons is back with more Drop by Dragon Con tips. Uh, We're also joined, of course, by Eternal Zan, who has some hotel update information as well as some other info. 
And in our Cosplay Corner segment, Bewitched Raven is going to talk to us about costuming group shots. This Earth Station One special report is sponsored by our Amazon eStore, where you can find all sorts of cool, geeky merchandise. If you're ordering some swag from Amazon, help us out by going through our link. It doesn't cost you any more, and it helps us out. If you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please call our ESO feedback line at 404-963-9057. Remember, local charges might apply. Or feel free to email us at esopodcast at gmail.com. We're also available, of course, on Facebook and all the other social media types. So please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. But now let's get started with some news and notes, which is going to be a little difficult since the DragonCon site hasn't been up for the last day or so. So um, that's where I usually get all my news from. Uh, so hopefully there's nothing serious going on there. It's just a, a glitch for the day. Um, however, I do want to make sure uh, right off the bat that we clarify something that was in our last episode. We were fortunate enough to have Dan Carroll join us, uh, Director of Media Relations, and we were talking about... Um, I think the traffic control ideas for this year, and he mentioned that um, that the habit trails that go from the hotels, one hotel to the other, uh, at least the three main hotels and the food court, were going to be one-way traffic. And there was some miscommunication there. Um, they are looking at different ideas, but that is not on the table. Uh, they are the habit no, trails. No, are, no, 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 no. Uh, as far as we know, there's not going to be any difference with the traffic uh, going one way or another. At the uh, now, in certain areas outside, like to get into the habit trails, they may be doing some options there, working out some options. But as far as the habit trails themselves, um, they're not going to be just one way. It's an interesting idea, but it was one that once it got out public after our um, our episode aired. Um, the the internet kind of was uh, voiced their opinion very strongly that that was not something they thought would work. Yeah, the it, internet it has good. an opinion. <laughs> it does, and it's a negative one. Can you believe <laughs> it? Um, but it was a simple. It, it wasn't changed because of internet reaction. It just was something that uh, um, you know Dan mentioned that they. Uh, you know, it was just a miscommunication there about the way traffic was going to work there. And I think we just took it to mean that um, it was going to be one way all across the board. But that's not the case. So um, just want to get that clear. Have any questions whatsoever, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. And, uh, of course, um, uh, the DragonCon site as well. And they will have updates Hopefully, we'll have an update for you more specific on what they're doing for traffic uh, in the next coming episodes. It was so, it was good though because we got a lot of traffic on our podcast <laughs> we, for it. We sure did. Uh, nothing nothing sparks more traffic than miscommunication. That is an understatement, sir. <laughs> so uh, the other two bits of news that I did want to bring to people's attention is uh, if you're looking to get involved with Dragon Con, you don't want to pay for the uh, membership fees, but you want to be involved in some way, there's still opportunities for volunteers. Uh, le- the last week or so on the Dragon Con Facebook page, they have been posting um, for some volunteers. They need um, volunteers to help with the load in and a load out team. Uh, both on Monday or sorry Wednesday and Thursday and Monday and Tuesday uh, to load stuff in, get stuff out, uh, that kind of thing. And if you do help out, they do. You know, you can get a pass uh, to go into enjoy the rest of the convention at various times. 
as well as um, I think the art show is also looking for a few more volunteers to join as well. So you can find out all the information on volunteering at uh, the official website. We're going to have a link on our show notes as well. Uh, but once the website is back up, uh, the DragonCon site, you can go there and find out all the information on inquiring about volunteering. So I know a lot of people who have volunteered for DragonCon and had a great time doing it. And they get to save a lot of money because they don't have to worry about, you know, that's it's not like you're working the entire show. I mean, I guess it's up to you if you want to. But um, most shifts are like five, six hours long and you only have to you don't have to work all four days. It's just like a total requirement of like I think twenty hours or something like that. So it, it can it's easily manageable. So uh, if you want to participate, so I definitely recommend people check that out. Um, we've also heard some news about uh, some of the hotels. Uh, one in particular uh, doing renovations that might affect us at Dragon Con. And I think I know, guys, you were kind of did a um, uh, some research on that. Darren, do you have more information on on some of the renovations that are happening? So we were down at the hotels this past weekend and discovered there wasn't a lot of obvious construction going on like you would expect with renovation news. Uh, it appears that the marquee is doing some renovation of some of the hotel rooms. We saw some of the windows look different from the outside than the other floors. And when we walked into the marquee on the Pulse loft floor, they had changed out one of the carpets. So it appears that the infamous Marriott Marquis carpet is leaving. That's that I think was something that they announced last as last year, almost right after mm-hmm. the convention, that that was going to be the last time that that famous carpet would be seen at DragonCon. Yeah, well, they've only gotten one section of it done so far, so they've got a lot to do before we roll in there in two months. Is it a so nice carpet? It's it's planetary. Oh well, that's cool. So I mean, it's it's kind of it's either planetary or Kirby Crackle, if you know comic book art. So I guess if uh, you can make that. Are uh, <laughs> the way it's going to go. I did post it, and some of the Dragon Con people um, gave it a good con. No, <laughs> so you know, like like we said earlier, the internet always has an opinion, and it's most likely negative. So you know, we we hardly see the carpet when we're there. There's too many people. Yeah, I imagine so, it was. You know. It's, you know, it's been there for God decades. It's. I mean, it seems like I can't be the same carpet because it has to be pretty worn. I think it's the same carpet. Wow. I really do. I so feel bad for those guys who did the cosplay, though, as the <laughs> camouflage soldiers. Yeah, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they've gotten plenty of entertainment out of those. Yes, yes, they have. <laughs> They'll probably wear them anyway. Yeah, they probably will wear them, like in other hotels, and go, have you seen my carpet? So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know. Well, you know. Yes. But that was all. that was all that I noticed, really. Gotcha. And no plans to have anything going on during the actual convention that we um, um we can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, that's gotcha. sir. They won't mention really anything about that. Um basically, you know, they've told us that renovations will be going on through DragonCon. I only hope to God they will have the carpet fully laid before, you know, the big thing. Cuz it's one of their bigger shows of the year. I would think so. Yeah. So I can't imagine for much else that Pulse Bar area gets that packed. No, I would guess not. I mean, I know that, you know, as far as conventions goes, we might not be the the biggest spenders because some of the conventions that roll in, you know, for the the higher ups, 
for you know the Fortune 500 companies and whatnot, and probably spend a lot more money in the area. But as far as sure numbers, I think DragonCon probably it has to be up there. Oh sure, I'm sure it is, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we noticed like when we were down there, we can't really talk about the project we were working on, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but mm-hmm. we, super uh, secret. super secret, exactly. But we also noticed that there were some changes. They, um, did some work over at the Sheraton. The, uh, Sheraton is very well known as a landmark because it had this huge like tent outside of it, um, in the entryway. Where people, that's what you parked under when you came and everything, but that's how you noticed where the Sheraton was. That's where you could come out of the sun. Exactly. Yes. And it's gone. Oh, no. Yeah, it, the tent is gone. The tent is gone. Um, they basically re, you know, just put a little like overhang, um, for, for cars to pull under, but that's it. But, you know, that was part of, you know, the charm of that hotel was the tent. So that was gone and they redid the lobby a bit too. In there, so definitely, you know, check out because I'm sure there possibly might be some shortage on rooms at the Marriott because of the renovations. Because there were floor, at least we saw it. What at least five floors? I think it was five or so floors. It was the very top. Yeah, because so it, it may have been suites or something, but you know, right? But the, or they might be starting at the top and working their way working down. their way down. So who knows where they'll be when Dragon actually starts? Exactly. So, so check definitely be sure to check in. Definitely. We'll definitely have, as they come in, we'll have more reports in other episodes leading up to it. Because we've only got two after this. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll know more information on that, on all that. Uh, hopefully before the convention. <laughs> Don't want to get there and be like, what? <laughs> so uh, that, would, that would suck. But um, – well, since our last show, even though that uh, I don't have the dates in front of me, it's uh, important dates to remember, but I do know that guest registration is now closed. Uh, I think it was closed as of the last episode we aired. So if you're interested in being a guest this year, sorry, you'll have to wait till next year. But that doesn't mean that the guest announcements have stopped. Uh, in fact, they've really stepped it up, and there's a number of guest announcements uh, for um, since we last aired. So Mike and Mary, take it away. Well, okay. Um, this time we will be going from top to bottom, Mary. Okay. Of the list. Um, let's get started, and I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Okay, no, I know I'm going to say Voltaire's first name wrong because I'm a terrible human being. So, <laughs> somebody want to tell me how to do it? I don't even know if he uses his first name that often. Really? Aurelius? Really? Yeah. Well, everyone, Voltaire is coming back to no one's surprise and everyone's joy. Uh, Voltaire is a true fan favorite. Goth musician extraordinaire is returning to Dragon Con this year. Okay. Uh, fan favorite from 2001, Care Dulia played Dr. David Bowman in 2001 and also in the sequel 2010. Gary Lockwood, who is known to millions as Frank Poole, but to others, he is known as Lieutenant Commander Gary Mitchell from Star Trek, the original series. From the very first episode. Yep. So, awesome. Chris Rankin played uh, Percy Weasley in the Harry Potter films. Rose Siggins was the woman with half a body from the American Horror Story Freak Show. Uh, Matt Frazier, also from American uh, Horror Stories Freak Show, was quite popular in his role as Paul, the illustrated seal. Also from American Horror Story Freak Show, let's welcome Naomi Grossman, who plays Pepper. 
And last but not least from American Horror Stories Freak Show, we welcome the giant Amazon Eve herself, Erica Irvin. From the TV show Once Upon a Time, let's welcome the Queens of Darkness. Victoria Smurfett, who is Corella DeVille, Marin Dungy, who is Ursula, and Kristen Bauer as Malone. That was awesome. She's also from True Blood. Yep. Uh, from the TV show The Flash, Iris West herself, Candace Patton, is coming to her first Dragon Con. Also, one of our favorite Star Lab scientists, Dr. Caitlin Snow, uh, Danielle Panbaker, is running in. Could there be more Flash folks coming? Wait and see. From Game of Thrones, let's welcome... Kristen Nairn, who some of you know as Hodor, to this year's event. He's also a club DJ, too. Yep. That's pretty cool. Follows me on Twitter. Does he? (laughs) Well, who doesn't? (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Duh! Uh, DragonCon would like to welcome the author of The Invincible Iron Man, The Immortal Iron Fist, Uncanny X-Men, and Hawkeye, Matt Fraction himself. I'm so excited! (laughs) Sorry, I love that. <laughs> um, okay, Stargate Universe fans, let's welcome Peter Kalamis. He will also be hosting this year's Masquerade, which will be held on Sunday night. Look for more information on the Masquerade once this year's app has been released. Let's also welcome back Terry Farrell. Terry is best known for a betrayal of Lieutenant Commander Jezadia Dax on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Welcome back, Tony Curran. Tony has appeared in a number of major film and television roles, including The Invisible Man, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and Guillermo del Toro's Blade II. Uh, returning this year is a fan favorite from Warehouse 13. Let's welcome Eddie McClintock. Good news for Continuum fans. Let's welcome Victor Webster to the 2015 Dragon Con roster. And that is it so far. Woo-hoo. Wow. Well, to be yeah. fair, um, we didn't have the whole list accessible because of the site being down. But those are the big names, obviously. Hey, you guys have been saying you want a shorter list. We gave you a shorter list. <laughs> there it is. Yes. I thought that they said that um, Joanna was going to be there as well, but I don't know if they took that message away from because I was looking at the Facebook page and uh, she ain't there, uh, sir. Yeah, I don't know if she canceled. Um, or if they just didn't, you know, post it, if it's just lost on their Facebook page, Ooh. but, uh, I don't know if there's more than one, uh, warehouse guest, but I was kind of surprised that she, cause Joanna Kelly doesn't do a lot of conventions. So last year was a big deal and I thought, well, she must've had a good time if she's back, but maybe not. But anyway, thank you so much for that. Uh, certainly exciting, and, and I think we all expect that there's probably a few more big names to come. I'm still waiting for the well factor. I am so waiting for the wow factor. Not that these people aren't wow, and there's going to be two doctors there this year, but I want something wow to knock my socks off. Stephen, Stephen Amell is not a wow factor for you. Mm, yes, for me. We know that, Darren. <laughs> Duh. No, I'm very happy, and I hope he doesn't cancel like he did the last time. But, you know, I really would like to see him. Yeah. I'd He's like- got an event page on Facebook for Dragon Con. Uh, Steven has set up uh, one of those. So he's definitely committed to coming this year. We'll see. We'll see. He's amazing. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> that reminds me, Mary's met him. Remind me to hurt Mary later. I have not. I saw him getting out of his car at Comic-Con, but I didn't... Close enough for me, sweetheart. Close <laughs> enough for me. I just think it's I think it's cool how, like, how nice he is to all his fans and, like, how involved he is with everybody, even though, like, he isn't really a comic book fan. I think he's a good sport. 
He absolutely has taken that uh, the whole DC TV franchise, all of them, on his shoulders, really. Because he's uh, expressed, I know that when it was announced that Constantine was in trouble, he said, hey, uh, I will be on the first episode of Constantine if it comes back on any network. And uh, I don't know if he's really, you know, can, could really follow through with making that promise, but it, he he went out there and said that nonetheless. And it almost seems like he's he's kind of like the DC spokesman now. I didn't hear about that. That's really cool. Yep, and now he's involved in some wrestling angle in the WWE as well. So who knows? He might be in the ring pretty soon on SummerSlam. So that could be fun. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's anything he won't do. So it's a it's only a matter of time before he <laughs> before he does Dragon Con, right? I think <laughs> I think that uh, I don't know. I think you might be right, Mike. I think there might be still some more surprises as far as guests. But I'll tell you what, even even without any more announcements they could stop it today and i still think that the the celebrity list this year is is pretty powerful so mm. <laughs> color me jaded some people are just hard to please i guess i definitely think it is awesome for fans but there aren't a whole lot of like straight up national household names you know that what i mean maybe. like there's no there's no like, there's not like a shatner or a nimoy or somebody like that right now uh, right. It'd be kind of scary to get Nimoy there right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. But I, I know what you're saying. No, and that's what I'm waiting for is like one of those names and such, you know, one of the big ones to still announce. Oh, I would well. love for them to announce Ian yeah, McKellen. Oh, my that's God. I would, love, I would love for that. Does he there. do conventions? I'm not sure if he does. Hmm. Is Patrick, I can't remember, is Patrick coming this year? I haven't heard. No, okay. he, I, has, I he has not been announced yet. Okay, I can't, because, yeah, I think we he was here last year, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> we can't check the site. <laughs> I don't know. Like, once I saw him, once I see somebody that I really care about, I kind of, like, space out about their appearances after that. Like, once I've seen them once, I'm like, okay, I did it. <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't care that much about seeing celebrities I don't know. Maybe I'm lame, but that's just not why I go. No, yeah. everyone's well, got mean, their thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, uh, waited, like, I waited in line like three hours to see Patrick Stewart, though. I have not done that in a while. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't see him. Jonathan Frakes is there this year, but uh, oh, that's awesome. Not Patrick. So all right, and Big Bird. Big Bird's there this year. I'm how much? I mean, how much more do you have to get? They don't get much bigger than that. Come on, <laughs> that's a and, household and name. If you want to see Mr. Spinney, you probably need to see him this time. He's not young. Yeah, that's a you know. So, well, on that note, um, it, it definitely there will be some more announcements. I'm sure. So the site should be back by next episode, and we'll fill you in on some of the people that we didn't mention this time, as well as any other news announcements. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, and now we're going to talk to one of the directors of a track that uh, I've actually personally never been to at DragonCon, which is a space track. So, and now we are very pleased to have joining us on Earth Station One. I think it's yes, it's her first time on the station. Uh, the director of the space track at DragonCon, Rain Glenn. Welcome to the station, Rain. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. And I love talking my space track. Um, and how long have you been associated with the space track? 
Well, back in 2003, sadly, Space and Science Track, it was one, one track back then, okay. was dying. And uh, DragonCon offered it to Drew Myers. And basically, they said, if you don't take it, we're going to get rid of the whole thing. So um, I had only met Drew earlier that year. But he turned around and said, oh, by the way, you're going to be my second. And I went, you're second to what? <laughs> I, had, I mean, I knew what DragonCon was because I'd lived in Atlanta, but I'd never been to a con of any type, anything. It was my first exposure. And I sort of got thrown into it. And uh, that first year, we were lucky. We had uh, – we, most of the time, we were lucky if we had 25 people in the room because we literally – you know, Drew was doing everything six weeks beforehand. But we did. That was the year that he launched – um, Evil Geniuses for a Better Tomorrow, which we had, we stuffed over 200 people in a room that was maybe made for 97 people <laughs> in, in the downstairs basement of, of the Marriott before they redid everything. But we went from 2003, where we were ready to die, and by 2007, we were so large that they actually gave us two rooms. That was the first year. We were still one track, but we had a space room and a science room. Wow. And then in 2008... They said, okay, you know what? We're going to split the tracks. There will now be a science track and a space track. And they said to me, Lorraine, well, Rain, everybody calls me Rain, which do you want to be? And I said, space. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew was like, yeah, I'll take science. And they actually, for some reason, they were surprised. They thought I was going to go science. And I was like, y'all don't know me. No, I'm a space kid all the way. <laughs> so anyway, I have been a director since 2008. That's that's very awesome. Great story. And it's great to know. Uh, one of the things I've always loved, because I've been going to Dragon Con for about a little over 20 years now, and I love the fact that it's a lot of different, you know, conventions, let's say, in one. Uh, a lot of different experiences. Yes, you can get caught up in the celebrities. You can get caught up in the partying. But there's also some some really cool, like, you know, learning experiences to be had. Space, science, robotics, etc. Um, EFF, skeptics. We call ourselves, very quietly, we call ourselves the reality tracks. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You have a, a little click then? Well, if, you, if you've ever been over there... Um, I am now on the third floor of the Hilton on the opposite side. Okay. But originally, when they moved us over to the Hilton, it went from the right side. It was skeptics, podcasting, space, science, EFF. And before they did um, – before the Hilton did a, a, a full you know, redo of their hotel, there was another room and robotics was over there. And then you know when they did their redo – um, robotics needed a larger room, so they moved, but it was still, you know, skeptics, podcasting, space, science, and EFF. And up until, um, let's see, this is 2015, so I think it was 2013 when they finally um, moved MySpace track, as I said, up one floor and over to the other side. And we have two rooms, which it's weird because technically they hold, it holds more people, but it actually ends up being smaller because it's two rooms that open up so it has those great big out outcroppings oh, right, yes. where the doors have to be yep. if you were going to shut the rooms off and so you have alcoves and that's part of the space that they consider and so the alcoves actually take up so much space that you really can't put people in there so technically I think the room is actually a little bit smaller and then because it's so long I actually for the first time I actually had to have a um a platform. Gotcha. 
And the platforms, the way that they're done, uh, the way that they're sized, one is too narrow. You know, if you put it, if you, even if you moved it to the very edge, if you, if you just push back your chair a little bit, you'd fall off the back. Um, but two, which you sort of have to have, leaves you a huge amount of space in the back. So you end up, you know, you, we end up losing space all the way around. But my fans have been screeching at DragonCon for years. I mean, they want, you know, they want a ballroom. <laughs> I, I, I can't fill up. I can't. Don't fill they up a all them? <laughs> yes, yes, actually, they do. I can't fill up a ballroom, but I ninety percent of my tracks are these days are are literally hanging from the rafters or turning people away. And I mean, and I scooch as many people as I possibly can within the fire marshal codes, you know, keeping the doors open. I have, you know, the chairs scooched together as close as possible. I have the whole front where people are sitting on the floor, you know, up, up really up close, craning their necks, trying to see the, you know, the screens or, or whatever. And they're, they're lined up sitting on the, um, there, I've got like, um, uh, sort of a bench near the windows of my rooms, you know, when they're kind of scratched up over there, but I get a lot of people into my room very carefully. <laughs> that, that's awesome to hear though. That is really cool. It's um, such a bad problem to have, you know, <laughs> it, it is, it is, it, you know, I'm, I'm very glad to have it. And it's why I, you know, they, they ended up moving. They did move me with the concept of giving me a larger room because technically those two rooms together, according to the, you know, how the Hilton runs things, holds about another 20 people but in reality i i think it it probably hasn't but it, it it's a cool room i like the setup it allows us to um i have a now a, pla- a second i have a plasma in the back half of the room so the people in the back aren't trying to strain to see the screen all the way up in the front and it, everybody seems to think you know they like the setup overall so it's it's different i miss being you know being around the rest of my people in um with the reality tracks i don't i don't see them because i'll, I'll, I'll tell you all a little secret um, and of course my people know this, but not many other people do. As I said, I started coming to DragonCon for the very first time in 2003. It is now 2015. I have never been to another tracks programming unless it was a joint effort that was happening with space track. I've never seen I've never seen a celebrity, you know, panel. <laughs> I've I've never I've I've seen the celebrities in the hallway sometimes, but I have never been to something other than my own track unless we were involved in it. You know, and that's not unusual for most track directors that I that we talk to. Um they rarely get outside of their own room. I mean, there's just so much to do. It, it, there is. There is and yet there are um, you know, uh, there are other directors who are very involved in other things. Um, the new science track director, Steve Grenade, is phenomenal, but he was also, um, what do they called it, DragonCon uh, After Dark or, or whatever, you know, with the, oh, it right. used to be the 9 yep. o'clock morning show. He was doing that. This is before he became a, a track director, but he was involved in that. And he was involved with podcasting stuff. He was speaking on my space track. He was speaking on the science track. I mean, he was doing 9 million things. And then last year when he became the science track director, you know, he was like, oh, well, you know, what do you want me to talk about? And I was like, no, no, no. I said, you go through a year as a track director first and see how much you can actually handle before I'm going to pull you away from your own track to do something on mine. Because he, he's very loved, on, even on my track. He brings in huge crowds. He's wonderful. But he's still... Uh, he, you know, he he speaks on his own track. He he's involved with with podcasting still. I don't think he's doing. I'm not sure if he's going to still do the morning show or not. Um, 
I, I can't see him giving it up because he really loves it. But, you know, he actually will do one uh, panel for me this year as well. You know, I, I don't know how he could do it. My my volunteers, you know, my my group of volunteers that work with me on this, they literally have to threaten me to get me out of the room. It's like, you will go eat or we will drag you out of the room. And it's like, <laughs> oh, is it that time again? And, you know, I have programming that goes from – you know, my my solar telescopes um, go up at about nine a.m., and then I have um, live astronomy. We do it's through the internet. We call it teleastronomy, but we have live astronomy from either Kitt Peak, Arizona, or um, a telescope in Chile that goes on till three or four in the morning. And I'm usually there for ninety nine point five percent of it maybe <laughs> wow that's impressive wow this tells us so much about you <laughs> it, well i am a night owl that does help oh uh, of course um, the problem the problem is it's like you know the phone calls in the morning rain you need to get up and get down here we you know nobody has a key to get in it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well um i definitely want to know exactly what um what goes on at the uh, uh space track i have to chuckle a little bit because space track is is usually what my mom referred to as uh um when she was trying to talk about star trek um so yeah <laughs> and of course it's it's not that at all but um what what uh what kind of programming do you offer it well uh you know amongst the reality tracks as we say we are the reality i don't talk science fiction space sure I talk real space. I have um, people from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, from from uh, Marshall Space Flight Center in, Al- in Alabama. Uh, people come up from KSC down in, in, in Florida. Uh, I have yet to get somebody from Johnson, which I'm always working on. But I did have somebody a couple of different times actually from NASA headquarters who even came down. I have multiple astronomers, you know, from all over the place. Um I have a lot of commercial space people because, you know, commercial space now is huge. Uh, I'm actually, I actually managed to get somebody this year from one of the mining companies, the asteroid mining companies, uh, um, Deep Space Industries. We've got somebody who will be coming and talking officially on that. Um, Stephen Fleming is local to Atlanta. He actually works at Georgia Tech, but he is a board director for XCOR, which is another one of the big commercial, um, spaceflight groups. So, you know, we, we do that. Um, I, I, we try, or I try, to schedule a wide variety of things, um, and, and you know, deal with not just commercial space and not just what's going on out in the universe itself, and you know, the science of, of that, but the um, our local solar system. What's going on? You know, we have a phenomenal solar astronomer. His setup. If you ever get out there, if you have not been out to the third floor pool deck at the Hilton and seen his solar telescope set up you've really missed out it's absolutely amazing he actually has his own charity called the charlie bates uh, uh solar astronomy project and he has at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of scopes and computers and he hands out all sorts of things to kids and it's just amazing um and then as i said i have this um a, a, another astronomer he is bill keel is is at the university of alabama but he actually does the scheduling for a group of universities um, and their telescopes. And every year, late summer, the telescopes have to be taken down for about a month to for repairs and refurbishing and everything. And he has it arranged so that when they come back up and they need to be tested to make sure that they're, you know, repaired properly, 
he does that testing Dragon Con weekend. And so I get these telescope times for free. <laughs> wow. It, it's, it's amazing. I have some absolutely astonishing people. Les Johnson is um, uh, uh, out of Marshall Space Flight, Space Flight Center in Alabama. And he has been coming to Dragon Con since before I was there. And he is, is absolutely an astonishing person. The, one of the nicest people you could ever meet and one of the most amazing brains you can ever meet. And yet he never comes off that way. You know, it, you, there are a lot of people who are really, 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 really intelligent and they go out of their way to make sure you know that in every breath they take. Mm. And Les is not like that. He holds uh, three patents in, in solar sails. He writes, um, uh, he's he's gotten into science fiction writing. He did a book with Ben Bova recently called Rescue Me, but he also writes uh, through Springer these, they call them, you know, uh, pop science books or whatever, but it's it's science writing for the general population and he's phenomenal at it and and the things that he that he writes about are are just amazing and they're great books to read it's not just all that it's all science but they're fun you know and it's fascinating as well so i i just have the most amazing group of people that that come uh as i've got five people from jpl um they're involved in cassini they're involved in all the mars projects and you know they pull in Huge amounts of people. Um, one of the things I do with them pretty much every year is sort of a behind the scenes at JPL, you know, just sort of what's going on in, in the day to day, the funny stories or whatever. And that always packs a room, you know, people banging on the door going, won't somebody leave so that I can come in and hear this? <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it really is. I, I am, I am amazed every year that I do this that these people are willing to come and, you know, take the time out of their everyday lives to put together the presentations because, you know, my track as opposed to most of the regular quote-unquote fan tracks, and I think you'd find this at, 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 at Science and probably some EFF and uh, even Skeptics, they do full presentations with, you know, PowerPoint slides and um, a lot of times little, you know, movies that they've scrounged from whatever projects that they're talking about. They are full blown. This is not just, oh, you want me to come? Okay, you know, I got 10 minutes, I'll throw something together. They're working on these things usually for a couple of months in advance. And some of them do four or five of them in a weekend. But they adore Dragon Con. They like, you know, the fun of it. Um, one of one of the women from from JPL. She's an engineer out there. And she's a, she got her master's at Georgia Tech, and she came up to me last year and she was so excited. She said, "You are my absolute favorite person." And I was like, "Okay, Kim, you've been coming here for five years. What have I done that I don't even know about?" And she said, "I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and she loved the character of Picard, you know, Stewart Patrick Stewart." And she said, "In the program booklet, our pictures, our our write ups." are right across from each other. So when I went up to get, you know, when I, I stood in line to get his autograph and when I, when I went up there, I, I said to him, oh, I'm so, it, this is so cool because our pictures, our bios are right across from each other in the book. And she said, he spent 10 minutes talking to me about what I did. She said it was amazing. That's so cool. So they are just as much fans, you know, as, as everybody else who comes. And that's part of the reason why they, you know, they, they love coming out here because they get to come and be the fan. And yet they still, they're all very involved in outreach and stuff. And, they, and yet they still get to talk about the stuff that they love. 
Well, and, and yeah, and the topic is, it's, it's, it was no surprise to me and um, among many of my friends that, you know, a show like uh, The Reinvention of, of Cosmos was so popular, even though um, it took a while to convince a lot of, you know, people that it would be a viable uh, show to put on the air again, because we all, uh, I think, are still attracted to uh, space and what's out there and, and the and and just to know more about it. I mean, and not in a you know uh, a classroom setting, but in a setting that's um, that's entertaining as well. Have you all been outside tonight? Uh, I have not actually been outside tonight. Tonight, if you if you get a chance, I don't know you know exactly where you are that you'd be able to see it, but it is the closest conjunction of Venus and Jupiter that you will see in eight years. I mean, they have a conjunction all the time just because of the setup of the planets, but this is the closest one that will happen for eight years. They are so close together that if you literally, you could not, you could take the width of a dime and you would basically hide them if you had your arm outstretched. No, I saw some pictures already and some people are saying it looks like a double star in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. They they are that close. They are, they're, you know, obviously they're millions of miles apart, but they look like they're right on top of each other practically. And and it, you know, that that's the thing. It's that's a wondrous wondrous thing about about space. It encompasses everything. You there is not a science that you can name that doesn't have an outreach that goes into something space related as well. But it's also just going outside at night and looking up. Or even during the day and looking up at our star, um, you know, it, it, there is there is so much out there. Um, a couple of years, uh, a years ago, New Year's Eve, I happened to be up at a, a state park up in Tennessee, and it was wicked, wicked cold. But it was you know hours still to go before midnight, and I went walking outside, and it was so crystal clear. I literally walked around for two hours. Fortunately, I had somebody with me and I, just with my head cranked back, staring up at the stars because where, you know, here in Atlanta, you don't get to see a whole lot of them. And there were millions of them that I could see. And I just, I just hadn't been in a place, at least in, in my, you know, adult memory where I could see that many stars. And it just, it, even for me, it just blew my mind. It was gorgeous. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous. And, and, you know, I, I, sometimes it's really hard for me. I'll go outside to put the garbage out at night or something and, and happen to look up and, and it's like, you know, being, starstruck. Literally. I totally (laughs) understand. I totally understand (laughs) that. I love that. That's cool. I so see that. Yeah. There's times when I just look up and I just like, I see stars. Wow. Yeah. And you know, and, and when it's something like tonight when when you have the, the you know the planets that put on a show for you. Uh, a couple of oh, what was it? In 2012 or 2013, I can't remember exactly. Venus did a transit across the sun that could be seen, you know, if you just had um one of the things that Stephen Ramsden the solar astronomer gives out are these special little solar glasses that you can put on and stare at the sun without hurting your eyes. I have an awesome picture that was taken, I think, off of the Santa Monica Pier. Mm-hmm. And you could see Venus going yes. across the sun. Yes. And it's it, so awesome. 
it's amazing. I, I kept running in and out, you know, because I was, I was online uh, talking to people and I would run out and watch for 10 minutes with those glasses and run back inside and talk to some people and run back. Out. It was just, it, it, it you know, it, it's, it's so close. I mean, obviously it's so far away, but you don't have to have specialized equipment to, to see the wonders that are out there in, in close proximity to our own, our own earth. And, you know, that it, it's, as I said, it gets, it's very, very easy for me to just get starstruck, overwhelmed by, by these different things. You, you might've picked up, I get a little passionate about it. Um, Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really awesome. <laughs> I would expect no less. <laughs> It, it is. It, it's it, it's 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 fascinating. It's beautiful. It, it's amazing. Um, and it's nature. And it and it's nature. It is. It is a part of our absolutely everyday lives. And it it's it's part of what makes us us. I mean, you know, people have said it for years. We are star stuff, and we actually are. Were it not for the exploding stars early in the life of our of our universe, mostly our own galaxy, hopefully, but probably not just that over a couple of billion years, or thirteen point seven eight, I think of them. Um, those are the, are the molecules and the elements that got reabsorbed and went into making up other stars. And when those stars exploded, went out and make up you know the the, the particles of dust that became our planets, that became us. We are the stuff of stars. You know, DeGrasse Tyson says it. Everybody says it. It is absolutely truth. Without them, we could not be here. And and that is sells the track right there. So that's very <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, definitely one that people need to check out if there's room, if they can get in, apparently. Um, get, there, but get there early. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for people who want to find out uh, in advance about the space track, uh, where can they go online? Well, um, we have a uh, Facebook page. It's um, DragonCon Space Track. You can check out things there. A bunch of my, you know, my volunteers and, and a lot of my attendees and guests and stuff. We all chime in on things that are happening. Um, I, we have a, uh, a page through the DragonCon website, the Space Track page. And, um, I haven't done much upkeep on that yet, but it is updated for 2015 a little bit, but I, I have the, uh, you know, previous schedules. And as we start to get our final schedule, done that will be posted there it will be posted up on the, the facebook page as well we have a twitter account dragon con uh, dc space track um you can hear about stuff there so we're kind of out all over the the, the social media and um people have have questions they can reach me at at space at dragoncon.org i will answer as much as i can although in the next you know month um <laughs> Or at least the next week right now, not as much. But uh, between now and DragonCon, it will be hard. But I, I, do, I do try and answer people when they get back in touch with me, and I love hearing from them. And, and we will have links to all those in our show notes and on our website. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been Guys, a lot of fun. Thank you very, very much. I've really enjoyed this. And, and as I said, I love talking about my space track, and you all have a great one. And thank you so much for doing this. I know all of the DragonCon space track directors or track directors, not space, space track directors, you know, really enjoy talking about their sites as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. And now we have once again joining us Michelle Biddick Simmons from Drop by Dragon Con with a um well, we're getting closer and closer to the event itself. So so what's what have you got for us, Michelle? 
Um, I'm talking about hitting walls and plateaus and getting past them because um, I find that as we get closer, you start to panic, and this does happen, and it kind of escalates, and you get more and more freaked out. But um, when you're trying to lose weight or when you're working on losing weight and you're actually doing it, and all of a sudden your weight is no longer moving, there can be several reasons for it, and everybody has it happen. Um, but what can it, what it can be several things. It can be that you're actually eating too few calories. You're eating too many calories. Um, you're not actually at a place where you're losing weight anymore because you're gaining muscle, which does happen. And it could also be an actual health issue that you need to get checked out. But the first thing you need to really do when this is going on is look at everything you're doing. And I really support having a journal and writing down and tracking your food and writing your exercise down and your sleep and water and all that because you can find so many times that it's in there that you're doing the same thing over and over again, that you're eating the same thing over and over again, and you're not changing anything. Well, to be really honest with yourself, you need to know if you're actually eating too much, which happens a lot when you've been exercising and all of a sudden you think, oh, I just did two hours of exercise. I deserve those extra calories. Well, you do need extra food when you're doing this. You need more protein. You need more nutrition in general. But even 100 calories over can keep you from from dropping any more weight. But the same thing happens when you're not eating enough because your body goes into starvation mode, for lack of a better expression for that. But um, your body will do anything it can to keep you at a spot where it considers safe. Um, but it can also be, and I tell people this all the time, if you aren't seeing the scale moving, go get a piece of clothing that used to be too tight and try it on because it may be that you're leaning down and you're at that point where your body is burning calories, but you're actually putting on enough muscle that when you get on the scale, you're not seeing it move because your muscle does, it is more dense, it takes up less space, but it weighs more. Um, and all of these are things that you can check if you really track it and start being aware. And, and part of that is being aware of everything you do. Now, if it's a health issue, you need to go to the doctor because it could be anything from thyroid. It could actually be a digestive issue. Um, it can be all sorts of different things. And if something's going on that you really can't track, please do go in and get checked. Um, here's the thing. if you're Be consistent in what you're doing. Keep an eye on everything. Get your water in. And now, if you're still not moving, I want you to do something where for three days to a week, you track everything you eat. You track. Don't change anything that you've been doing. Just track everything you're doing and then take a really good look at it. If you are consistently doing the same exercise, you need to start switching it up and adding new stuff in. Your body gets tricked into it knows what you're going to do, and it's not going to change anymore. So you need to go, ah, we're going to be playing chess with my body. We're going to be doing stuff we've never done before, and we're going to be challenging those muscles. So go out and try something new. With the food, it may be that you need to actually try something else diet-wise. Um, in some cases, it's that like some people need more protein, a higher protein, lower carb thing. Not no carb, but lower carb. Some people need higher fiber. Um, a lot of times look at where it's deposited because if you have more fat in like your hips and your, your bum or in your stomach, you can actually tell um, other things that are going on with that. And like the stomach, I want you to get more um, protein in to get your body to let it go and good fat. If you're having problems with the thighs and stuff, there seems to be a correlation with that and fiber. 
So try to get more fiber in that. But, but tweak things and try different things. Um, always keep a piece of clothing, as I mentioned earlier, that's a little bit tight and always check that. I say stay away from the scales during this time. Grab that piece of clothing and try it on. Try other pieces on. Um, also, there's there's really great information out there that instead of just doing your hour of cardio, do 20 or well, 30 minutes of solid, good cardio. The entire time you're doing it, change the didn't like how fast you're going slow it down speed it up really go for it and then drop it back down and then for 20 minutes go sit and read a book and then go back and do another 30 minutes just like that as hard as you can go and then slow it down and then back up and you will see a difference because some something about this they're not really sure yet why but it seems to be maybe it's similar to what you would do during the day if you were a farmer where you would have times where you were really working and then you would take a break and then do it again. And it seems to keep you burning fat for a longer time. Um, and, and they do this with athletes when they're trying to get them to lose weight now. Um, the other thing with this is if you aren't eating enough, then this there's this thing where you can go three days and four days where you're actually for three days you eat higher fat and you hit you eat better carbs or more carbs and then for four days you do higher protein it's a cycling you can go and you can read up on it there are different forms of it it helps you because it gets your body where at one point it's um, breaking fat down for the nutrition and at the other point it's building muscle up but it's still making you burn more while it's building the muscle so it helps you actually drop um, particularly the, the belly fat. So that's really, really good. Um, go out and just go for a walk. If you're having issues, and it's unless you're doing it all the time, but go out and just add some more walk time to it. Walking actually helps your body decide to let go of fat. It triggers something in the brain. It's a chemical little little thing that it does, and it actually allows you to hit stores that you haven't hit before. And it's I think also because it's not stressing your body, High cardio and like really lifting weights and stuff can cause your body to go into this little stress reflex where it can mess up your thyroid on a low level. It can give you other little issues because if you're not getting enough or if you're getting the wrong type of calories when you're doing this, your body's in a stress situation. It's not a starvation mode, but it's like it doesn't know what it's supposed to do because it's trying to build muscle. It's trying to do what it needs to do and it's not getting enough nutrition or enough good nutrition. So really go in and look, be honest with yourself. That's the biggest part of it. Because if there's something going on there, you need to figure out what you're not doing right. Are you not giving it what it needs? Are you, it's your body. Acknowledge what's going on. Don't get frustrated. Step back, look at everything, really, really journal it out and go from there. Because the biggest thing you can do to mess yourself up is not be aware of what you're doing and think that you're actually doing the right things. And you see people that are thin or are really working out and they're in the worst shape and they don't know why. And this is part of it. And the thing with plateaus, there's always a reason for it. And sometimes it's just that you need to slow down, step back from the exercise and food, take a break. If, it, if it's that you're not losing weight because you're not eating enough, have a good weekend. I don't eat steak, but if you want a steak, go have a steak. Have a baked potato. Have a dessert. Don't go hog wild, as it were. <laughs> but then start right back. And sometimes that's what your body needs. That's why the cycling works, too. 
because three days you eat this, four days you eat that, your body's never denied anything it needs, you're getting everything in, and you're not stressing it out. And I really do think that particular diet plan, well, diet style, um, works for a lot more people than uh, have tried it yet. And I support that one thoroughly. Are any questions? Uh, no, that's uh, actually just a, a lot of information and, and really good, too. Um, uh, I'd heard a lot about uh, especially the the fact that, you know, you can do the same routine over and over again and your body just gets used to that. So it's almost like um, it becomes, uh, for lack of a better word, immune to that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You're uh, not breaking down your muscle bundles. And that's right. actually what you're trying to do. So when it's already, it knows it has muscle memory, it's not going to break down anything else. You're not challenging it. You're not making any more, to, more mitochondria. You're not burning any more of that fuel. You're not burning anything you're stored. That's what's going on with that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for that information. And it definitely is the time, right? Uh, because, uh, yes. uh, you know, we've only got about uh, less than three months now. And uh, yeah, I can definitely see both from physical and mental standpoint where people would be hitting that, that kind of that wall where they'd be saying, hey, um, you know, uh, it's only three months left. I'm not even close to being there. And they might kind of freak out or they uh, they might be like, hey, I'm way ahead of where I should be. And then like I can coast for the next three months and, and right. kind of let things go. So from that point of view, it, it's a it's a good time to just uh, take a look at what you're doing and review. And it's really at nine and a half weeks is where we are right now. And Woo. I see people panicking um, on Absolutely. the drop yeah, and I've been messaging people to calm them down because it's like, no, 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 don't, don't freak. It's okay. It's okay. Because they're like, I've gained weight. I'm like, just calm down. Well, if people want to, if they are freaking out, where can they go so you can help uh, calm them down? It's Drop by Dragon Con, the community. We also have a page and we keep having people go there and you need to come to the community and ask to join and I'll check you out and get you in. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next month. Okay. Thank you. And now, Eternal Zan joins us once again for some hotel and other news updates. Welcome back to the station. Thank you very much. So, so what's been going on? What, what's news? Uh, well, the first news is about the Conquest journals that we've talked about before that I was very excited about. But sadly, they will not be at Dragon Con this year. Uh, I was really excited because they released Doctor Who and Supernatural-themed journals, and they had also been releasing journals that were specific to the convention they would be attending. However, they did not get accepted as a vendor at DragonCon this year. Uh, but their website is con- it's Conquest, like, it's a conquest, conquestjournal.com if you're interested in one of their specifically-themed journals. Gotcha. That's good information. And hopefully next year. Yeah, they did apply. They just didn't get in. And you know right. how DC is. That's unfortunately a common experience. Absolutely. There's only so much they can, they can handle. So, um, oh, very cool. Um, and uh, then what's the latest on the parade? Well, the latest on the parade is that registrations are still closed, but I have seen recent postings for various groups saying they still have spaces. One of which is the Dragon Con Eternal Members Group. And to make it simple, I put all of the information on a website, www.dragonconeternalmembers.com. It's plural, so there's an S at the end. And there's a huge FAQ there. If you're still looking for a parade group, there are a few openings there. The theme for that 
is eternity or immortality, but we're encouraging people to be very creative with that. So it's pretty open. We do have somebody who suggested they might be the Charlie Brown Halloween ghost. So it's not really, <laughs> not really strict group, pretty open to interpretation, vampires, gotcha. zombies, ghosts, whatever. Uh, budget cosplayers are welcome. I mean, and, and keep in mind, this is the parade. It's not the masquerade. So your outfit should be comfy for a long walk in the hot sun anyway. Absolutely. So the parade itself does have their own Facebook group as well. So you can look for Dragon Con Parade if you're looking for another group that might still have some spaces open. But that's not going to last much longer. So no, absolutely not. I mean, you might you might be able to slip in now, but you you'd really need to hurry on that. Absolutely, absolutely. And what about the latest on hotels? If you are looking to uh, be in one of the main hotels, obviously. Uh, I don't think anything's opened up since we last talked. So pretty much if you're wanting to go in one of the host hotels, your only options now are what? Just roommate situations or? Well, my biggest advice on that is if, if by now, if you've listened to the previous podcast, you're probably aware of the various communities you can join to make posts. And my biggest advice on that is if you're already a member of all those communities and, and you're just doing the best you can on that, remember, don't just post read the posts of others and reach out to them even if you don't seem like a perfect match. And don't just reach out to one person. Reach out to five people or ten people or just, at this point, just reach out to everybody who you think (laughs) might possibly be acceptable. Even if the dates aren't perfect, maybe you can stay at another hotel for the first night or the last night, especially if you travel light, if you're not a cosplayer. And maybe you're coming in from far away so you can't bring that much to begin with staying in different hotels for different nights that can be an option for people sure so you uh, that's a common thing people do too is they will cobble together a reservation from different hotel rooms yeah and plus you never know even though they you know the people are are posting all the time there's always that you know the internet is not everything so by posting somebody uh, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who heard of something, that might pay off eventually for you as well. So I think yeah, that's that- how I got a room or um, a couple of years ago, actually, was through somebody that posted and it wasn't a match. But then they knew somebody who didn't post that had a, an issue and they thought of me. So um, that that kind of came through. So definitely make yourself, you know, known out there. Yeah, and don't just post in the personal Facebook groups or the targeted Facebook groups and areas online. Post on your personal Facebook and whatever your own social media world is like because of, like you said, people who know people who know people. And that's actually how I got my room this year. So I can speak for from personal experience now on how do you transfer a reservation for both the Hyatt and the Marriott. Ah, So last month, I recommended calling the Hyatt or the Marriott directly using their local 404 number, and that worked for me in the past. This year, I actually got a room, but they couldn't modify it uh, when I called the 404 number. What worked for me was the passkey numbers, which is how most people would have made their reservation for last year at the Hyatt or the Marriott. So I'll give those phone numbers out now. The Hyatt passkey number is one 
888-421-1442. And the Marriott passkey number is 1-888-266-9432. Since they originally made the reservation for you, if you need any changes, including adding somebody's name onto it, which is how you would do a transfer, be sure to try those numbers as well. In fact, you might even try them first, especially if you're trying to transfer a room earlier in the year. I would say maybe try passkey first because repeatedly when I've transferred rooms in the past, the hotels will say, oh, we don't even see it in our system yet. But passkey pretty much can always see it is what I've gathered. Also, if you save the passkey links on booking day, if you bookmarked them, you can still try them. Sometimes those work. So I've just added the original Hyatt and passkey booking links. I mean, they're great big, huge things. I'm not even going to try to say them. So I added them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I added them to the pinned post in the Dragon Con Rooms Facebook community. And people add to that document, yeah, all the time. Uh, more and more as the con approaches. So you want to keep checking that pin post. And that's another source where you can say, uh, you know, here's some people who are potential matches. I'm going to reach out to five or 10 of them. Another reason you want to do that is a lot of people, they don't update their posts. They're just out there posting everywhere and they might already have found a match, but they don't go back and take down all their posts online. So that's another reason you want to reach out to multiple people. Now, for my Marriott transfer experience this year, it was no problem, and there wasn't a transfer fee for me at all. Um, Some of the emails from the hotels have said there might be a $50. We talked about this previously. There might be a $50 fee for changing anything on your reservation. I called the passkey number. I talked to the very nice gentleman on the phone. Somebody else put my name on the room. I called, replaced all their information with my information, double-checked everything, done. I did it on a lunch break. Nice. It, it was fantastic. So once I had that done, I gave my Hyatt reservation that I had previously had to somebody that, was, uh, that I told them I would give it to them if I had the opportunity. And this person, it, it was a little bit rougher for them. They had to make multiple phone calls. Their name is actually in the comment section of the reservation and they decided to leave my name online um just decided to leave my name on the reservation because they know me and i'll be there and i can show up and be there in person if there is any issue at the desk which hopefully there won't be but they were able to put their credit card number and check all the preferences on it because i always am very specific about my preferences for a room so that's another thing when you're transferring a room the person taking the room it's their responsibility to check the dates the cost the room preferences everything you you want to do that anyway because especially if you're dealing with somebody that you don't know very well they might tell you they've done something and they really haven't or they mm-hmm. think they've done it and it just hasn't gone through the system right and what counts when you show up is if it's in the system, not if somebody told you it's in the system. Right. So you, no matter, even if they say they do that on the receiving end, you still definitely want to check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is, it is, I, I will say it is, especially for me when I, when I did the room transfer, it was a little unnerving because I didn't, you know, you're relying on somebody else and, and somebody who, you know, you, you don't have personal 
experience with. So it's 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 very challenging uh, for me to to do that. But um, you know, it, it works out. And, and most of the stories that I've heard from people doing this is is positive. As a matter of fact, I can only think of maybe a couple that weren't so much, and those were extreme circumstances. So um, you know, the, there's nothing in it. I mean, people who want to you know, leave rooms for people and transfer them. I mean, they, they're really doing a, a good service. So, Yeah, they're already going out of their way to be nice when they don't have to. I think there is a little bit in, more incentive now because in some cases it's going, in a lot of cases, an increasing number of cases year to year, in fact, it's going to be the only way they're going to get their non-refundable deposit back. Right, because, yes, because it's exactly that, a non-refundable deposit. So if they can't make it, they're, they're, uh, they have to take a loss. So it's in their best interest financially if, uh, if they want to, tra- to transfer a room. Right. And some of this can be detailed and it can be difficult. And you might not be able to do it online. In fact, a lot of rooms you can't do it online. So the phone call is really the best way to do it if you can. And if anybody wants to ask me for advice directly... Um, I am one of the admins in the Dragon Con Rooms community on Facebook, and you can just make a post in there and call me out. Hey, Zan, I post regularly enough that you'll see my name in there, and then I'll be happy to help you out. I have PM'd with a few people. If it's a private matter, that's fine. Just be sure to check your other box, because that's where the messages will end up in Facebook. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to help however I can. So it's, it's not too late. It will take a little bit more of effort. But like I said, you might need to be a little bit more open to different options than you might have previously considered at this point. And hey, if you can't get a host hotel room, if you don't have a plan B hotel room by now, the... Uh, the page Dragon Con Hotel Connection, and that is a page, not a group, they have excellent postings about hotel availabilities and including overflows. Interesting. So, yeah, they're really good at making posts with updates. And unfortunately, there haven't really been frequent updates lately because there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on. I think a lot of people are just, you know, they're just waiting and jumping on posts as soon as they see them. Now, we've only got, you know, a couple months left, really. Um, and is, is it, if you're like, if you're thinking, oh, well, the Hyatt, the Hilton, one of the hotels is going to open up something last minute, does that really ever happen? I mean, this late in the game, is that, I mean, really, you really should look at other options and not count on that? I would not count on it. At this point, quite frankly, I am a little suspicious of people who claim that they just magically get rooms last minute every year so they don't have to plan in advance. That strategy is fine if you already have a plan B. If you're just considering that an upgrade. But to consider that your only plan right now, given the increasing crowds at DragonCon... A little part, like the cynical part of me thinks those people are just trying to keep me from getting a room. Like, <laughs> like, that's, like that's in my brain. So, sure. you know, I've never had that experience because as you can tell, I'm a planner. I have repeatedly recommended to people that they, you know, you need to save for next year now because right. you 
anymore. We've mentioned this before. You're not just going to Dragon Con this year because of the non-refundable deposits we mentioned. And last year, some of the hotels were open for booking before this year's Dragon Con. That could happen again this year. What if you are happy with the Sheraton and the Westin and they unexpectedly open up reservations next week and you don't have your deposit money saved? Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And when they do open reservations, a lot of times they come and go very quickly before they're even announced on DragonCon social media or the DragonCon website. So sometimes social media is really your best way to find out. Sometimes when they open additional rooms, particularly in the Hyatt and the Marriott, that I have heard of. Not recently, but it's happened in the past where they open up additional blocks through the year. I've never heard of them being actually announced by the hotel or by any official Dragon Con source. It's just somebody calls, they get a room, and they post on their personal Facebook page or any communities they're already a member of, oh my god, I just got a room, it's so awesome, and then they tell their story. Right. And then everybody tries to get on in on that, and they're just blocked. So, uh, I, yeah, we, we all know stories of that. So definitely uh, the way to go is through um, keeping an eye on social media. So we've got all the links that you've helpfully provided for us on, on our show notes. And uh, great. Um, we'll definitely be checking in with you next month. Um, and uh, it's great to have you back. Thank you very much. I hope everybody gets to find the room that they would most like to have. Right. And for those people who want to reach you uh, between now and the next time you're on? Well, I'm an admin on the Dragon Con Rooms community, which is on Facebook. And my name is Zan, Zan Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N. And you can just make a post there and I'll see it and we can go back and forth about your individual situation. And I'm happy to help you out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Zan. Thank you very much. And last but certainly not least, we are joined, as always, by Bewitched Raven. Uh, and have welcome back to the station. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> that was my announcement horn. <laughs> what, what, pray tell, are you announcing? I am announcing that we are in the final stretches till Dragon Con. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we, have we what, are. Two more shows before the con itself? Yep, two more shows, two more months. Okay. I think the panic attack just set it in. I think she just scared herself, folks. I think so, too. She just realized it. Well, um, I know that, uh, especially these days, uh, there's uh, a saying that there's safety in numbers, and uh, that certainly is true for costumers and cosplayers, and especially at DragonCon, where the group costuming has really taken been a huge thing. Definitely has, and and that's actually, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about today and, and how they can kind of spring up on you, and they can also be planned and fall apart, and you can be the biggest scheduler and planner in the world like I am, and <laughs> group cosplays can make or break that <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> I've I've had the opportunity uh, a couple times to you know, bear witness to uh, some – uh, group gatherings of customers with a similar theme, uh, whether it be you know DC heroes or villains or or Doctor Who folks or whatnot. So I know that there's a lot of it that goes on. Um, I'm not sure if there's any because certainly it's not an official scheduled thing. You can't just look up in the book and say, "Hey, you know the the all the DC people are, are costumes are getting together for photo ops in this location." So well, how 
how do you find out about that? There is a Facebook group that um, has been put together for Facebook photo ops. And um, photographers are free to go in and put any time that they're wanting to shoot a certain thing in there. And, um, you know, the only downfall of that is it doesn't get really filled out until we'll probably see it start getting filled out in the next in the next upcoming weeks. And uh, that can be really hard if you're like me and you've scheduled your whole Dragon Con already. Sure, <laughs> you're sure. Like, no! now I have to do this on this day and this on this day. And I was going to wear this in the parade, but now I'm not apparently. And I, <laughs> so. and I imagine for some reason in my head, I'm, I imagine they always run late. They, um, it, and you know, it depends. There's always that goal start time, but it's so crowded. I think you kind of want it to, to give a little leeway because people are trying to get there. And if it's a site like the back stairs of the, the Hilton, where a lot of those photo shoots take place of the big large groups. Yeah, is that where like the big like whenever they do the the, the huge I think the superhero ones, yeah. uh, whether it be Marvel or DC, um, those are the ones that that are like the largest. They they just take place in then these huge stairwells and 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 right. where is that again? So if you are entering the Hilton on the ground like the the street level through the doors that are facing the Marriott. You just walk straight through all the way out to the back door. Wow. And that, and that is – there's all these like big stairwells back there and multi-levels and that's where those major, major photo ops tend to take place. It's what we call the ass end of Dragon Con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun back there. Prepare to be hot because it is a lot of cement so it's like – not only the outside heat, but it's radiating heat from the ground. You're and, just baking, right? Oh, God. <laughs> but it must be so much fun. I mean, those are the images that you see time and time again. Uh, a lot of times celebrities will show up uh, to have their picture taken with the group, especially if they're involved. Like I know that James Gunn, the director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, showed up uh, last year to have his photos taken there. I know that uh, Stan Lee has shown up a few times to get the group show. Uh, George Perez likes to do that as well. So right. um, that's a lot of fun. And and just, you know, to have your picture taken as like in a Justice League group or or to do some fun stuff. Like I've seen recreations of, you know, crisis moments or, or imagery that we've seen in the comics play out in real life. And that's that's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. And Really good photographers. I've gotten to do those back step shoots. My my personal favorite, of course, was the Doctor Who group. Sure. And, uh, they're really good about being like, okay, we're going to take pictures of all the first Doctors, now all the second Doctors, now all the TARDISes. And you get both your big groups and your mini groups. And it's, it's a lot of different opportunities where you can go, you can dedicate this time to take a photo, and then you can go back to your con experience and – and it doesn't you don't have to feel like you're missing out on on documenting your costume. Now, are they yeah. are they basically free for all? I mean, anybody in a in a in a costume and or with a camera can show up or is it, you know, kind of like, well, where this is for, you know, I don't want to say serious photographers, but you know what I mean? Like Right. Um they're usually free for all. Um, usually there is a main photographer and that's, that's usually the one who's scheduled it and, and really coordinated it. 
um, you know, you put in the effort and the work and, and you get to kind of take the lead there. Sure. <laughs> Rightfully so. But there's usually a, a, <laughs> a bunch, bunch of, of A bunch of people with cell phones behind him, right? Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> cell phones, other photographers. It's just, it's, it's insane and it's so much fun and it's a really great way to make connections and meet some new people. I've met some amazing photographers that I've been lucky enough to work with one-on-one prior, you know, after those experiences. And, um, and if they really like your costume or something, a lot of times they'll be like, let's step over here and get a couple of just you. And, and that's just such a really cool experience. It makes you feel super special about the work you've done and that it's really quality and that you look good. And it's a big confidence booster. Right. And, uh, um, and again, they're happening all weekend long, correct? They start, um, I think we've even got some starting as early as Wednesday night this year. Woo-hoo. Yeah, they're definitely on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> And it's a pretty good bet that at any time, like even so, if even if you've got nothing to do, like I don't know why you would have nothing to do at DragonCon, <laughs> but but if you're looking for something to do, you could probably just stray out there, and who knows what you'll find on the deck. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then um, out, you know, with that face for planning, with that Facebook group, they will also do um, separate events that you can add to your calendar on Facebook. Um, I, I think I saw the Mad Max photo op calendar event <laughs> pop up through my Facebook feed today. I imagine that that was going to be a very popular costume this year. Yeah, that one, and I see the Avengers being a big one again this year, and now Jurassic anything. <laughs> 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 so many Velociraptors are going to be uh, walking around Dragon Con. <laughs> right, and, you know, the personnel there, like uh, – you know, um, uh, those characters are pretty easy to costume, I would imagine. So, like oh, most, right. of, so even the the most casual of costumers could probably whip together a, um, you know, whether it's an old school Jurassic Park outfit or um, you know one of the one of the characters from the new one. Just rub some blood on you and be a victim. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> just buy like little plastic dinosaurs and like glue them all over you and it looks like you've been attacked by little baby dinosaurs <laughs> or have like some big uh teeth attached to you so that absolutely you're... and uh i foresee the pose of the year being the chris pratt holding up his hands for jurassic <laughs> world like that's gonna happen all over Dragon. i i think you're right i absolutely think you're right <laughs> It's going to be amazing. So have you already decided what groups you're participating with this year? I have two major groups and a couple of like duos um, going on this year. I am doing a Disney princess pajama group. So I get to be Princess Anna from Frozen, which I specifically love because they showed her in bed with her hair a mess in the movie. And I am going to go crazy hair and all. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> And then um, a decision that was actually made today, um, I'm actually going to put off doing my Scarecrow costume and do a Winnie the Pooh group. So um, we're going to have a Piglet. I'm going to be Piglet. We're going to have an Eeyore and Tigger at Dragon Con. And then for later convention dates, our Winnie the Pooh will be joining us. <laughs> so, wow, very cool. That yeah. sounds very nice, actually. I didn't. That, I, that's the one I wouldn't have thought of there. Well, and it's something I like it because it's it's we're we're doing it like casual clothing style, 
So like we can be comfortable. That can be for those really hot days where you don't want to be in anything too heavy because you don't want to overheat and wear down before like the night begins. (laughs) So it's a good balance. So definitely if anybody out there is interested in participating uh, in one of these uh, group shots, um, definitely uh, check out that. uh, It's a Facebook group you said? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think the Facebook group is called uh, Facebook Photo Ops. Um, if not, if you just or I'm sorry, DragonCon Photo Ops. And uh, if not, really just start putting that in the search bar, and it'll come up. You'll see it because it's got thousands of members. <laughs> and we'll definitely have a link to it. We'll we'll research it and find, figure out what the link is and have it Absolutely. in the show notes so that people can find it. So and and so they should go to that uh, Facebook group. And, and check out what's going on. And uh, obviously, if they're interested in participating, the earlier that they can let people know and, and, and make that known, the better. So they don't, you know, sort of so that like, you know, 15 different Green Lanterns don't show up and go, um, you know, so that they, <laughs> so you can be something a little bit. You can stand out a little bit more, I would imagine, if you uh, announce your character like I'm playing this person, you know. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, seeing what variations people do. You know, Wonder Woman is one that's got so many different styles. and That's true. It's really cool because a lot of these shoots, you'll see all of the different costuming of one character. And it's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot of different interpretations of her outfit as well as, you know, the the main guys, Batman, Superman. You know, there's so many different, um, different versions to choose from. So. So that's Don't that's very cool. Don't be afraid to cosplay the same characters because you're probably not going to be the same versions. <laughs> Excellent point. I was wondering if that, if like you know, if two Hal Jordans showed showed up, it's like, hmm, do they only use one, or do they just try to squeeze everybody in? They they'll try to squeeze everybody in. They'll do mix and match groups. I mean, it really is kind of just what the photographers yell out, what people say. Hey, can you take a picture of this? <laughs> kind of really what everybody wants i've seen i've seen pictures of like one loki killing all of the captain americas that are there you know sure it's so there there's plenty of opportunities for for different options and it's really great too because this is all free right i mean there's no i mean they do have paid photographers at dragon con but this is not that service so you're getting free photos that get posted online at later dates you know, people hand out their business cards, again, for the photographers as well as the cosplayers. It's a really good opportunity to meet new connections, get your work out there. It, you know, if a cosplayer sees this one really cool picture that they happen to get on the steps at Dragon Con, that might make them reach out to a photographer and say, hey, let's set up a page shoot. And, and it gets them more business. And, and that can even happen vice versa and say, hey, I'd like to pay you as a model for a shoot. So... It, it it can be profitable too, even though it's it, it can be free at the con. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we everybody looks for something that's free. <laughs> I mean, especially <laughs> when we know it's not a, a, a it's a it's not an inexpensive show. So right, uh, <laughs> any time that you can participate in something for free, that's that's pretty awesome. So or just witness something. So right. as a, you know, it's it's really surreal. I do remember the time that um, 
I walked around and it was the DC heroes and I was just walking around like, and I was thinking, man, this is like what it would be like if I was just really walking around and the justice league was, it was real, you know, it's a, I was it, just it's, having a drink at their <laughs> Yeah. It's really surreal, but very, in a, in a very cool way. So, right. Right. So, well, very cool. Well, definitely look for, uh, you and which groups you're participating in. Um, before we go, as far as, um, in the meantime, between now and dragon con, are you doing any other conventions? No, I am in full dragon con prep mode. <laughs> Absolutely. You are just uh, on the road to dragon con then. Yes, I am on the road to dragon con for sure. Well, awesome. Well, in the meantime, where can people reach you if they need to? They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bewitched Raven Cosplay. I'm also on Twitter as Bewitched Raven, Tumblr as Bewitched Raven, Instagram as Bewitched Raven. You can email me at bewitchedravencosplay at gmail.com. If you put Bewitched Raven into a Google search, that is pretty much me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next month. Thanks, guys. Talk to you in a month. And so we draw a close to another episode of the ESO Dragon Con 2015 special report. Uh, big thanks to Eternal Zan, Michelle Biddick Simmons, Bewitch Raven for joining us. Also, big, big, big thanks to Rain Glenn from the Space Track for hanging with us for a while. And of course, thanks go out to the station crew here. Thanks for joining us again, Mary. Of course. Thank you for having me. Best of luck on um, uh, the two months that we have uh, left for preparing your costumes and such. Thank you. I am going to need it. And thank you, Darren. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime guys. And of course, you know, you're included with that too. Cause you're our other cosplayer on the show here. Yeah, I got, I got stuff to do. Now we talked, <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to ask you about, cause you weren't mm-hmm. on when we talked to Bewitch Raven, but do you participate in the group shots as well? Um, I do. And we have a group that's um, trying to do a, a it's a it's part of my super secret project but i guess i'll tell you now we're doing the dungeons and dragons characters from the 1980s animated show oh wow so we're gonna have we're gonna have all six of us i think we're gonna roam around on saturday sometime but coordinating six people is insanity (laughs) and it's driving me crazy yes um so welcome to my life yeah so um <laughs> it's one thing to kind of have your own costume to do. It's another thing to make sure everybody else is doing stuff too. Cuz there's there's being kind of the you know the field trying to get everything, make sure everyone's getting something done. Progress is occurring, you know, cuz we do have 65 days left. So after the July 4th weekend is over, it's like, okay, what you do it's this on, week? Right? What you do this week? What you do this week? You know. Lots well, to do. Well, and then good I just luck have with a fun, that. Crazy costume, so that's going to be fun. It does and sound it, exciting. I, I can't wait to see the results. So, yep, good luck fun. with that, and uh, we will definitely be talking to you next month. And yep. thank you, Mister Faber, for which none of this would be possible. As always, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, we try to cover all we can with these specials, but to keep up with the latest news, please check the official DragonCon website when it's working. And all the tracks have Facebook groups. There's even a DragonCon wiki. They have uh, all the tracks are on Twitter as well. Um, they have their individual sites, so you can get all the information you need. We have a lot of links on our on our website as well as in the show notes. To, and if there's anything that you're having a hard time uh, with as far as contacting 
uh, a group from Dragon Con or getting information, please reach out to us because we like to be that resource that helps you out as well. Because uh, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher, uh, Instagram. Mike's pretty good about posting on Instagram as well as I am, uh, as well as any of the other social medias. I think there's uh, there's new ones popping up all the time, but we'll be there. Because we want you to be part of the station, so feel free to join us in the discussion. Please help support the ESO podcast by donating via PayPal, purchasing very cool ESO merchandise from our Zazzle store, or filling up your cart at the Amazon e-store. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con.
hero, every movie starring you, and the world will turn to blowing pink papers too. of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.